you to rise in body or in spirit as we hear from the gospel this morning from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. I'm reading from the Common English Bible. A legal expert stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus replied, what is written in the law? How do you interpret it? And he responded, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right, so he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road, and when he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, saw the injured man, crossed over to the other side of the road, and went on his way. A Samaritan who was on a journey came to where the man was, but when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional costs. So what do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, the one who demonstrated mercy toward, toward him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Will you join with me as we pray to God together? May the words of my lips and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And the children of God said together, amen. Well, my husband, Lee, often likes to tease me um, that I went to college for four years to study one book. <laughs> I know, it's not fair. I was like, there's 66 books in that one book. But uh, one of the things that I love most about the Bible is how you can look at a familiar story and see it from a different perspective. So the Good Samaritan story is about radical compassion. Um, it's, about, um, it's lifted up as this role model for us in showing compassion to our neighbors. Uh, the Greek word for neighbor means the one near. So our neighbors are the people who are near to us. This week, I kept thinking about the self compassion that the Samaritan had for himself. So the Samaritan, he had good boundaries, and he honored them. And I had never really thought about that before. You know, here's a person who evaluated the situation and figured out the best way to help. Uh, he didn't take the injured man to his home. I remember visiting with someone who needed a place to stay, and there was someone in the church who had an extra bedroom, and I thought, oh, this is perfect. So I called this person and, and said, you know, would you be willing to provide housing to this individual? And they said, no. And I thought, but you have a, a, an extra bedroom. And they said, no. 
Um, they said, you know, it's not because I don't have compassion for this person. I'm, I'm willing to support this person financially until they're back on their feet. I'm willing to get them, you know, in an Airbnb, into a hotel, but I don't want them in my home. And I said, but why not? You have an extra room. And, um, and, and this person said, well, for safety reasons, and, and I don't know how long they're going to stay, and, and that's just a boundary that, that I'm going to put up. And I was like, oh, okay, but you have an extra room. You know, the, the Good Samaritan also didn't abandon his duties um, to stay with the wounded man until he was all better. He had responsibilities, uh, but he was familiar with the trade route, um, so he went to a in nearby inn where the innkeeper knew him and was willing to extend him services on credit. The Samaritan would come to back to the inn when he was available again. You know, we have responsibilities in this world uh, to ourselves, to our family, to our friends, to our church family, uh, to our work. And radical compassion means that we have to tend to those responsibilities. I have a, a friend who serves on a medical, uh, she goes on medical humanitarian missions to other countries, and before she goes, she has to make sure that her dog is cared for, that her spouse supports her decision, that her children have plenty of playdates set up, um, and that her job is okay with her taking the time off. Uh, we have radical compassion, but we also have responsibilities, so how do you weigh those two? You know, the Samaritan's resources are used to meet the injured man's needs. When the Samaritan left the wounded man at the inn, he didn't give uh, the man whatever he wanted. He was specific in his instruction to the innkeeper to focus on what was needed to make the broken man whole. Now, he gives the innkeeper the equivalent of two days' wages to take care of the injured man, uh, the Samaritan doesn't care for the injured man all by himself. He delegates. I am someone who likes to do all the things by myself. He delegates. I was like, I need to learn that this week. Uh, the innkeeper is in the hospitality business. So the Samaritan makes sure that he has enough resources to care for the injured man, and he partners with the innkeeper throughout. The Good Samaritan sort of reminds me of a patron, you know, providing for the care of the injured man behind the scenes, helping others behind the scenes. That sounds doable to me. You know, we, we can help behind the scenes in lots of different ways. One of the ways that we can help behind the scenes is through our financial generosity. Uh, North Texas Giving Day is September 22nd. You can give today, because they're doing it where you can give before. Um, you can give today to Owenwood Farm and Neighbor Space. You can give to Project Transformation. You can give to Wesley Rankin. You can give to Ferguson Road Initiative. You can go give to so many uh, amazing ministries here in East Dallas. So the Samaritan is able to do something and follow it through to the end. Having the intent to help is good when we want to help, but acting on that intent, actually helping, is so much better. So the Samaritan didn't walk away like the two men before him. Instead, he decided to do something, and his, action truly, his actions truly saved the man's life. You know, compassion is not about intending to do something. Compassion is not meaning to take action. It is taking action. 
I don't know about you, but if I could make a list of like people that I need to reach out to, people that I need to call, people that I need to send a note to, and intending to do that is worth this much. Doing it is what counts. You know, uh, Betty and John Stanford have a practice of carrying crackers and a bottled water in their cars uh, to see if, if people in Dallas who might be hungry or thirsty, you know, they can just roll down their window and make sure that they have something to eat and something to drink. Every day, we have an opportunity to show radical compassion to our neighbors, to those who are near to us. As St. Teresa of Avila reminds us, Christ has no body now, but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which Christ walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which Christ blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. So someone who needed help crossed paths with the Samaritan. So the Samaritan took action. He encountered a neighbor whose needs he had the ability to meet. You know, there are lots of people that cross our paths and we do not have the ability to help them in the way that they need. So how can we help them in a way that we can? But the Good Samaritan was able uh, to meet this man's needs, so he stepped up and he met them. You know, we don't want to believe that we might avoid those people who need our help. We don't want to think that, they would, that we would be like the priest and the Levite who crossed to the other side and go on their way. But sometimes good people don't do the right thing. Sometimes good people do not do the right thing. The Samaritan cares for the man as he would care for his own self. He first tended to the injured man's most urgent need, which was first aid. And then he put the injured man on his donkey, bringing him somewhere that he could rest and heal. You know, rest is crucial to our self-care. There should be a rhythm of rest in our lives. Is anyone here tired? Anyone here not getting enough sleep? You know, we need physical rest. We need sleep. We are supposed to sleep seven hours plus each night. I was like, is that negotiable? Like, is that a necessary thing? You know, that's the minimum of what is needed for our everyday healing. Uh, don't worry, there is great power in a power nap. Uh, but it's also important to stretch. It's also important to receive massages because they're gifts from heaven. Uh, we also have to take mental rest. I, I write down to-do lists, and once something is added to the list, I don't want to say that I don't worry about it, but I worry about it less because it's written down. It's not still in my head. Uh, one of my favorite things that fills my soul is to take my dog, Lily, um, on a walk without music, without podcasts, without audiobooks, just listening to the birds, listening to the sounds of the neighborhood as we go around the block. I listen to the wind, I simply breathe. A wise friend uh, told me recently to spend more time with people who give me energy and spend less time with people who steal my energy. And I was like, well, I don't wanna be with someone who steals my energy. That sounds awful. So if you're an introvert, uh, block out time to be alone. 
Uh, one of the most important aspects of rest is to get spiritual rest, spiritual rest, by participating in a community of faith. So good job, you. Good job, you're here. You know, we also need a rest from all the notifications and all the beeping that happens in our life. Uh, take a rest and a break from social media. Turn off notifications on your phone so you don't hear them and you don't see them. Turn on some relaxing music, light a candle, and just be. <sighs> Have creative rest, appreciating the beauty of the world. Go for a walk, watch a sunset, uh, go to a museum, read a good book. What can you start today that you can create into a daily or a weekly habit to create that rhythm of rest? Maybe it's going for a bike ride. Doesn't that sound good? At the beginning of this story, uh, the lawyer asks about eternal life. And eternal life, you know, that's at the end, right? And Jesus responds with right now. Do this, Jesus says, and you will live. Go and do likewise. So the man wants to focus on the future, and Jesus is like, no, it's about right now. So living with God isn't something that happens in heaven. It is something to be lived, acted out, embraced right now. You know, we live in the kingdom of God right now by imitating Christ, by seeing others with compassion, by seeing others as fellow members of God's family, by seeing others in our shared dependence on God's grace and on each other. I'm a sinner just like you. I need God just like you. You know, the lawyer says that the true neighbor is the one who de demonstrated mercy toward him. There are only two other times in Luke's gospel where that word for mercy is used, and both of them refer to God. So the Samaritan rescuing us is a messenger in God's own likeness, like Jesus you know, there is grace in being loved by our neighbors. There is grace in loving yourself as God loves you. If you don't love yourself, you can't love others. If you don't show compassion for yourself, you can't show compassion for others. Jesus says the greatest commandment in all of Scripture is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So act today and show yourself some love. How can you show yourself some love today? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everyone said together, 